again, everyone, and welcome once again to this week's episode of Sunday Mixdown. My name is Tommy Rawlings. We're here in Studio 68 at the Church on 68 in Greensboro, North Carolina, and we're here with Pastor Whitman Tolan, who's our senior pastor, and uh, our Sunday Mixdown is just a time where we're just going to jump into yesterday's message and uh, have some dialogue with Pastor about uh, some of the thoughts and some of the points that he raised in uh, yesterday's message. So, Pastor Whitman, once again, how are I'm you great, today? Tom. Thanks for uh, having me in <laughs> again. Good, down. good. Um, another uh, great time as, as we seemingly maybe get closer to meeting together again. Yes. Good to be back in men's prayer yep, this week. Yep. Yeah, that's right, tomorrow. So you talked a lot yesterday about the church. And uh, I guess in context, uh, we were talking about the church, not specific churches. Yep. One of the things you said was, as long as we hold on to our personal vision and per- of the purpose of the church, right. it will be difficult to embrace God's picture of the church. Right. Um, didn't we kind of fashion the church after a biblical picture of the church? What, what, what do, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What do, what do you mean by that? Well, uh, that's a good question. I think, um, <clears throat> I think, and I was thinking about the one scripture about a little leaven leavens the whole lump. Right. Uh, it, it, it seems that if we were still holding on to biblical pattern, there would be more uh, influence okay. in our culture. So I think we need to take a look at um, what it is that we're actually doing, what we're actually preaching, to see if, if, if then if, and if we look at it and we say, hey, look, we've got great influence. And then again, I think each place has to determine. But I just think that um, much like in our culture that, has, that ends up kind of catering to the individual as opposed to discerning what it is that the Lord would have, that I think is a slippery slope too, because then people think, well, that's, that is what's on God's heart. Right. And right. I think that's an aspect of what's on God's heart. He'll leave the 99 to find the one. Uh, yet, uh, I think we can honestly look that, uh, at where we are church wise in, in, in a Western culture anyway, that it seems that we've lost a bit of saltiness yeah. and influence. Um, so that's kind of where I was headed with that. <laughs> Do you think that God's purpose for the church? evolves at all, changes. Um, I mean, the early church was was very evangelistic because it was a fledgling institution, and, and so they did draw a lot of people, were very evangelistic. Mm-hmm. Um, was that God's purpose for the church, maybe the early church, to be evangelistic? Yeah. Has it evolved or changed yeah. over the years? Uh, I would say, you know, potentially. I just think we have to be careful that I think— I think how we do church has to evolve. I don't know that necessarily, just culturally, mm-hmm. in, in order to be able to communicate in a way that our culture can understand. Yeah. Yet I think when we begin to adopt cultural values is when we begin to lose our way. So, <clears throat> you know, I think as well, because, you know, Scripture talks about in 1 Corinthians 12 that Paul compares the body of Christ to like a natural body. Jesus is the head, and then there's all these body parts. Yeah. So I do believe that there are the hand can't say to the ear, you should be hearing, or the foot, or whatever. You know, Paul gives that, um, that illustration. And I don't think that necessarily that every church is called to do the same thing. Okay. Um, you know, however, um, 
Uh, it, it, it just seems to me that, one, we're not relating together as the body of Christ together. It's like, hey, you do your thing, I'm going to do our thing. And I think sometimes we can end up getting stuck in our personal uh, pursuit of purpose and lose sight of the reality is, is that when God does speak, even throughout the New Testament, he speaks to the church regionally and different right. you know, sections. And so, so again, none of this is casting aspersions. It's not judgment. It's just, um, it, it just seems like there's been a little bit of loss of power, a little bit of loss of, of continuity, a little yeah. uh, bit of loss of unity, even within the body of Christ. But I think that, that, that at least we should pause and be like, okay, Lord, where, where might we need to adjust? That's good. Um, and it's funny you should say that. I, I was thinking yesterday during your message when you were talking about unity within the church, and uh, I guess specifically regarding the issue of, of racism mm-hmm. that we're, well, we have been facing for a long time. It just right. seems to be at the forefront right now. Um, but hasn't you talked about how the church has kind of, the church, yep. has kind of failed right. at a lot of its mission and its yep. purpose. Uh, and I think of, of that specifically. It's like, um, you know, we, we shop at shops that carry the style of clothes we like. Yep. Um, you know, we uh, eat at restaurants that have food that we like. I mean, we do tend to tailor our, our lives around our personal preference. Yeah, that's good. Um, but we do <clears throat> do the same with church. Yep. It's kind of like whereas the, the secular world uh, is trying to be uh, diverse mm. and integrated mm. um, to a large extent. I know this right. is an overgeneralization and right. that doesn't apply to every church, but to a large extent we have churches, yep. white churches, we have Hispanic churches, yep. and they are pretty much based on individual preference. Yep. I've been part of a black church, and they yep. don't do church the way white churches do right. it. Is that wrong? I don't think it's wrong. Again, I think as, as each um, walks out there, again, the revelation that God, or the call that God has called to them. Yeah. So again, I don't think there's one prevailing um, right way to do it. I do think there's some biblical foundations as far as how the church is to be governed, fivefold ministry, and things like that. That right. you know that that I think we have to look back to the Word as far as you know God's plan for it, and uh, and I think just constantly being aware, uh, are we are we staying on course with what the Lord has called us to do? So again, and and even in commenting that that also I think, and, and I know this isn't where your heart where you're coming from, but even to say anything. It's almost as if we're drawing lines of right and wrong oh, yeah, and separation. Yeah. And I think that's also become a cultural thing. You're either, if you're not for me, you're against, you're against me. me. Right. And so, so I think that uh, people, can, you know, really, our desire here at 68 is that, um, is to present the biblical pattern, for example, like placement. 1 Corinthians 12, 18, God places people in the body as he sees fit. Well, that is not a super popular message because if I'm placed, I don't have options. That's right. So That's right. we 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 love options. We we like the freedom to choose, and we have the freedom to choose. Um, and most people choose freedom rather than <laughs> than, than a remaining. Right. And and you know so personally, you know that's Rusty and I've been talking about this lately. And um, and again, going from like you know theory and conceptually, but you know the reality is is that when you're when you're called to a place, you don't really have an option. 
to leave right. the table. And, um, and that idea, now, certainly, I do think there are times when God transplants, you know, I was thinking, I don't know if we talked about this on one of our, our episodes, but uh, uh, was talking to Scott Harris and the idea of a tree farm. Well, yeah. the tree farms don't stay in their pots, they actually get planted right. until the time they get dug up, roots and all, and transplanted into a, uh, to another place. And I do really believe that God does that. We're transplanted from our home church in Asheville to here, and that was a God-leading, it was a God-sending, the church sent us. Um, so, so again, I just, I think, um, you know, just pulling way back, I think that we as the church need to <clears throat> realize pre-pandemic and, and, and all the things that have seemingly come yeah. uh, at a very rapid rate uh, recently, that there really is a sense of the landscape is shifting. And rather than trying to adjust to the landscape, I think we need to go back to the pattern, you know, set forth in Scripture on, on how we build. That's good. And we talked a little bit last week, I think it was, about being transplanted. And uh, it's interesting, you said roots and all. Yeah. Um, and I think that has to do with physically, when I transplanted some of my plants, I didn't get all of the root. Wow. And I think spiritually, that's probably true well. If the root doesn't come with the plant, wow. Wow. I think that's when you have uh, people who are dissatisfied, mm. uh, complaining. Yep. They aren't going to last because they still have roots somewhere, somewhere else. else. Yep. Yeah. Um, you talked about uh, being planted and said that sometimes God may be calling you to winter mm. through a place. Yeah. Um, and that's interesting, too. had a, a conversation, I think I have a, a similar story, a conversation with a friend yesterday who uh, felt that they were called to attend here, but they said when they first came, they felt so out of place, wow. didn't see a real fit kind of thing, and, uh, but they really had a peace. They, they sensed this was where God wanted them to be, yep. even though they didn't know why. Yep. Uh, and it's interesting as things have transgressed and, and not transgressed, <laughs> progressed, <laughs> yes, evolved, pro- progressed. That was that was progressed and transpired at the same time. So yes, <laughs> as things have come to pass, yeah, okay. <laughs> biblical, uh, you know, they're, they're realizing more and more this is a really good fit wow. for them personally, wow. even though they didn't see it at the time. Is there a way to know whether God is calling us to? winter through a place, yep. or whether we're just stuck in a bad church. Yep. Yeah, that's, uh, that's excellent. I mean, I think certainly, you know, good church, bad church, uh, I don't guess it's really relative. I think if, if there are different preferences, that's one thing. If there is biblical error being preached, right, right. And, I mean, certainly that, that, that to me would constitute uh, bad church. Um, <laughs> and that's what I was talking about. Not, yeah. not, a, you know, not one that really didn't meet your preference, but yeah. Right. The, the, and so, so again, but I think, you know, by and large, um, we, we, we don't remain when we go through either a dry season or a winter season or a difficult season. And sometimes because, uh, and, and I'm not saying this is 100% uh, across the board, but I think that when we preach a message that God wants you happy, God wants you blessed, God wants you wants it to, to be like roses all the time. Right. Then that man, who doesn't want that? So that then the first signs of winter must be, ooh, something's something's wrong. I need to see where else I, I should go. So you're saying he doesn't want that for us? 
Uh, uh, you know, I was thinking about this. Uh, he doesn't want. Uh, he wants us dead. I am crucified with Christ. Uh, nevertheless, good. I live. But but really, you know, yeah. uh, as living sacrifices. You know, the thing about living sacrifices, we've said this that they crawl they out. They to crawl off the altar. And um, yeah. and so again, you know, when God wants us dead, it's not like he's, he he doesn't want to kill us. He wants us to live our best life, which is found when we lose our life for for the kingdom, for the placement, the you know, for, for the purpose. And so yeah. I think if we could, you know, I think there are things, and I don't know all, you know, uh, the, the exact things that take place in oak trees, for example, in the different seasons. I know that there are different seasons, but their growth happens in all seasons. It's not like it stops. It may, the leaves may fall, but, but there is also growth that's taking place through winter seasons. And my prayer is that, you know, we, we wouldn't bail at the first sign of leaves falling or temperature Good. changing and, uh, that we would learn to remain. I mean, think about marriages. I mean, we've been married for, resting on for 30 years, and not every season is a spring season of woohoo, you know. It's uh, not. It, <laughs> it, amen. At least it hasn't been for us. Maybe, maybe yeah. somehow or another. But, Ours um, has, just not for Penny. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> um, but I think, you know, the only, the only way that you get 30 years in a marriage is hanging in there for 30 years. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, but I think also, and I mentioned this yesterday, there are so many, so many options for us that when we go through a pressure time, it's easy to look over the fence and say, man, I, that looks fun, or that looks, right. uh, that's attractive, or I can really relate to what they're saying. And um, yeah, so, but again, yeah. such as, such as, you know, Rest and I were talking about this yesterday, it's like, you know, though I, I believe what we're preaching is not only biblical and correct and God's best, are we ever going to see it manifest? Are people mm-hmm. always going to come and go? I've been going 20 years now, so I'd say in some senses, yes. But I do look around, instead of looking at who has come and gone, look, looking at those who, you know, yeah. are remaining and yeah. you know, building together. And the great thing is, Tommy, is that God has been so incredibly faithful through all the seasons, through seasons of great abundance and through seasons of great leanness. You know, it was in the lean seasons that we've actually discovered God's miraculous ability to provide. Yeah. And uh, when, when it, it seems certain that, okay, well, I guess we've come to the end of our rope. Uh, maybe, maybe God's done here, and then He, then He does something that is so uh, obviously right. God, and that really gives us hope for the future, doesn't it? That oh yeah, looking at God's faithfulness instead of uh, I don't want to say people's unfaithfulness. This is not that, but the transient nature of people. If we if we look at that, it's like man, the future is going to be just hard because the people are always coming and going. But I think we need, if we just shift our gaze and you know, and, and look at the faithfulness of the Lord for the last 20 years. And I can honestly rest for, for us personally that this is actually God's thing. And, yeah. and, and you know, I talked to Rest. he's like, look, if my time has come to an end, I'm really groovy with that. I'm not precious about any of the things. I am precious about being obedient to the Lord to the best of my ability. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's an interesting <clears throat> well, That's good. It's like any relationship, and you talk, you know, a lot about being placed mm. and the options we have. Mm. You know, if, if you don't allow yourself the option yep. of knowing that, like in a marriage, yeah. I mean, I like to tell people we've been happily married for 35 years. This year we celebrate our 40, 41st wedding <laughs> anniversary, you know. Uh, so it's, it's, yeah, not everything is, is roses and, yep. and springtime. And, yep. and uh, you know, in, in working with churches uh, for the last several years and, and looking at like church growth and mm. things like that, you see, a definite change mm. in the focus of 
just about every church. Uh, churches, kind of like I talked about at the beginning, churches start out very externally focused. They're looking at how to broaden their scope, how to get new people into the church, and, and how to evangelize more. And uh, as the church matures and gets older, uh, they tend to become very internally yep. focused. Now that we have these people, what do we need to do to keep them? Right. How can we keep them wow. warm, fed, and happy? And how yeah. do we keep them here instead of going to another church? Yep. And so they change their focus from external to internal. Mm-hmm. And I kind of see that as, as a, a microcosm of, of the entire yep. church. Wow. Um, like I said, the, the early church was very externally yep. focused. Um, and then as the church has matured, we have all, to some extent, yep. become very internally focused. Uh, and you said we tend to validate our success wow. based on the number of people we've attracted yep. um, and are able to keep. Yep. Coming from a uh, background in, in service, customer service that I do, I, I know we liked to track everything. Yep. You know, every little number meant something, and we had, we had determined that if we do this, if we reach this number of right. whatever, then right. that determines our success. And yeah. if you get a combination of these numbers, and it does seem like the church has adopted this marketing strategy mm-hmm. of uh, if we can do this, this, and this, and yep. we even have conferences on how to be a, a successful church, how to grow your church, how to yeah. you know how to increase the number of people that come, wow. uh, programs and and events that you can have, and uh, you know it, it's it seems like the church overall has yeah. kind of lost its its focus. Uh, and I'm not saying it's all internal, external, right. uh, but I think becoming so internally focused, yeah. um, we have kind of adopted a, a Western marketing strategy yep. in determining the success Good of time. our church. So, so in doing that, let's just springboard from that for a second. Um, <clears throat> do we now, because of that, if that were to be true, now we're seeing some of the things that are taking place in our country, and we end up reacting because we've been so True. busy internal that we've not been aware of what's been happening externally. Right. And now the external is screaming, literally on fire, and the church is like, oh, well, now we should be, and we need to. And, and to me, that's very reaction, reactionary. Um, and, uh, and again, when we get internal, I think that's when we lose our, our, our saltiness and our ability to influence. Yeah. And that's good. It does seem that we become so internally focused. Again, this is an overgeneralization, yeah. I understand, but uh, but the church has become so internally focused that we've almost become unaware of what's happening around us uh, socially, yep. culturally. Yep. Um, and so, as you said, now we're having to scramble mm. to kind of become aware or become involved to become influential, yep. uh-huh. maybe in yep. in what's happening around us. Um, I think one of the other things that we see is as churches become more internally focused, it actually becomes harder mm-hmm. for people to be placed even yeah. wow. in that church. Wow. Um, becomes harder even for maybe God to break through Come on. some of that. Um, a lot of the the clickishness, the the you know, and we should have friends. Yep. In church, we, yep. we should be part of the same family. We're part of the same body. Good. But it does seem like it's harder to fit. Good. Is there a compromise, maybe, um, a way between this 
becoming so closed yeah. that we don't allow new people in, and maybe realizing, well, this is where God's placed me, even though it seems very unfriendly and I don't fit. Yeah. You understand? It's, it's not the marketing yeah. thing, but yep. even if God tells me, go to this church, yep. and I go to that church, and nobody speaks to me for months, yep. um, and it's happened to a friend of mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Some young guy asking for yeah. a friend. <laughs> asking for a friend. That's right. I mean, you go to church for months, nobody yep. speaks to you at all, yep. and uh, there doesn't seem to be any kind of real fit or yep. relationship there. Yep. How do you determine, is, is there a certain level of peace you have to have to understand, well, I, I know that this is where God wants me in spite of what things look yeah. like, or maybe I didn't hear correctly? Yeah, I think it's, it's, you know, in the context of relationship, it's being open, you know, for that. I mean, and, and ultimately, I think if that, if that would be the case, I think one to consider, are we doing everything in order to cultivate relationships? Am I, am I waiting for the body to receive me, or am I just putting my hand to the plow wherever? Okay. And then if at the end of that time, you know, there comes a time it's like, you know, and it's not a fit, then, then I think certainly to consider. Um, you know, I think, but we get really quick to do that. I, I was thinking about 68. I think people are attracted to the freedom right. that they feel here. They're drawn to the freedom uh, that they feel here. It's like they sense God, and, and the, it's alive. Um, but I'm not sure when it comes to actually the cost for that freedom of remaining, the cost for okay. coming through pressure, the cost, it's, it's, um, um, sometimes that you don't know that that's the price until you actually, it starts costing you something, you know, that, and so, so again, um, I don't know that there's any clear definitive answer on any of the things. I think we need to remain open to the Lord. I think we need to have some godly people in our world that can that can speak you know every joint carries a supply that we that we don't just find people who think like us you know we've seen churches split because well i don't like the pastors preaching yeah me neither and then all of a sudden they have a small group of <laughs> that's right disgruntled and, yeah, and then right. they begin to so again i think that the church because people are in it tommy i think we're always <clears throat> and god has chosen to use the church and imperfect people so uh, I think we're always going to have things because of our humanity that we're all, you know, we're always going to have to be aware of and keep in check. And, and that's, you know, that's God's job. I mean, I think at the end right. of the day, you know, m- m- our confidence rests in the fact that if we do the best of our ability of following his leading, and that's really all that we would ask for anybody. I think as, as children of God, learn to hear his voice, follow his leading, and, um, but, but learn to hear his voice in such a way that when he says something that may not be what you prefer, you defer <laughs> to the voice. Yeah. Because sometimes we think that just because I'm feeling this, we'll call it, oh, I'm feeling led. Oh, absolutely. And, yeah. and, and again, yeah. if you are, then you are. But I think let's look back at the fruit of our lives, if there is fruit in our life, or are we, you know, place to place. And, yeah. yeah. You know, and I don't, I don't want to, you know, our heart's desires. <clears throat> We're not trying to play Holy Spirit. We're not trying to prophesy we just it's like look deliver what the lord puts on your heart trust that he's going to build his church yeah and maybe that and that's not passive but i just realized that you know at the end of the day folks are going to do what they want to do and and so then we just we rest and trust that if they move off uh task then god you're going to bring provision to do that that's good you know you just said uh, god's going to build his church 
Uh, one of the comments you made yesterday was that God is building his church, not growing it. Mm. Um, what's the difference? Yeah. Uh, I think the things that, that uh, and actually let me just say this. I said uh, God is building his church. He's not growing your ministry. Okay. So, so I, think, I think Jesus is maturing and building and assembling, and, and you know, he, he's, he is the boss, and he's, he's getting his will done. <laughs> Um, but I think when we have the idea that God is is building our our, our thing or growing our thing, okay. that that's that's the slippery slope. But I believe the the thing that the, what what the Lord builds, that's what's going to maintain uh, its ability. Where it says the gates of hell will not be able to prevail right. against the advancement of the church. So the reality is, what we grow, there's no guarantee when hell rages, or or there's no guarantee of advancement, or if hell does rage against it. That it's going to stand, but what he builds, he looks after. That's good. What we grow, we have to maintain. Yeah. Even you wow. said that just a minute ago about, you know, we've we've gotten this maintaining. It's like, well, wait a second. Is God not? If 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 you've grown it, you do have to maintain it. You're right. But if he builds it, he looks after it. He's a better custodian of his church <laughs> than, than, than I am. <laughs> That's good. That's good. And and I think it it really does coming come back to knowing. Um, Knowing that you've been placed, yeah. uh, as I said, we, you know, when we first came here, I actually wasn't intending on attending church anywhere yeah. ever again. But yeah. wow. <laughs> you know, we just came here and and sat and and God said, "I've been a Christian long enough that I think I can hear God's yeah. voice anyway yeah. uh, most of the time." And I just I, there was just this sense of peace. Yep. This is home. Yep. I didn't know why. Yep. Uh, had absolutely no intention of being involved in a church, yeah. uh, much less ever being on staff again. Yeah. I, that was just no, nowhere in my, you know, my own personal yeah. future at all, or my vision of my future. If um, I could just interject, yeah. and what a gift that has been! Like your willingness to do that, you know, I think your 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 wiring is different than mine, but I do believe it's complementary. Yeah, and, yeah, and uh, you know that you know we're not trying to change you. You've discerned that placement. You've maintained your wiring and uniqueness. You know you, you've embraced the call. You've embraced God's. Once you and I think you can't embrace the call until you embrace embrace the place. It's, yes. Yeah. As you've done that, um, you know the the asset that you are. I mean, to me, that's a perfect example of a joint carrying a supply. You know, you carry supply, and it's not just what you do. It's it's what you carry. It's who you are, and. Um, and so again, I think that it, it's not just that you're coming here because you like the way we do things. You've remained because, right? You know, and and I think that's you've settled that. And maybe that's because you're you're a little bit older, or you've been around church for a long time. And you, you know, but I, so I commend you for for hanging in there. Thank you. I, th- I think that my story uh, should be encouraging, maybe mm. to those who are. Looking, searching, seeking yeah. to be placed. You want to preach on um, Sunday? Oh well, I don't know. Short <laughs> <laughs> <Sure>, notice. <laughs> it's uh, but you know, I didn't have any idea, and some of us been stretching, yeah. but no idea what God wanted. I just knew that there was really a, a a piece about sitting here. So it's it's okay. Well, let's just sit, and yeah. we'll sit, and you know, kind of like everybody else at that point. If I don't like it, I'll leave. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and and. You know, everything hasn't been kind of like, you know, how I would do things, you know, and I'm not one of those, well, if I was a pastor, I don't want to be a pastor. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, there are some, well, 
goodness, we've always done this in the past, or we've done this, and this has worked for us, and why aren't we doing this? There were a lot of questions, but I think under all that was just this sense that, have a seat. This is where I want you to be. I, you know, well, I don't know. Why do you want me here? Because yeah. we always have questions. <laughs> yep. You know, so, but just being able to stay and see as things unfold, it's like, wow. I mean, this is turning into a, a dream job, you wow. know, and no butter up or anything. There, but <laughs> it's turning into like perfect yep. placement. And, and goodness, if I'd have bolted or bailed, you know, back when I was just because of a preference, because absolutely, of a, and more often than not, do we not make we make decisions of what we prefer? Yes, and yet, and then, and then, so it's actually a preference. And then, once, but once you call it God, then it's like, oh, okay, well, if, if God told you, then 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 who am I? So, so again, I think people, um, you know, I just encourage them. You know, who's well done? Are you working for right? And um, you know, are you pursuing your thing, or are you pursuing God? And I think the flip side of that is, once you call it God, options are off the table. Yep. yep. And once you know that this is yep. where God has placed you, this is the local body that God wants yep. you in, then the option of bolting for your personal yep. preference yep. is really off the table. Yep. Uh, same way it is marriage. Well, you know, I'll marry you unless somebody else, you know, somebody better comes along. Yep. There's good. always going to be somebody better. And I think, and again, barring something major, a major shift of, you know, uh, something deeply scriptural that, right, that right. is off, I think we should just remain. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Believe it or not, it always seems to go so quickly. Come on. <laughs> Amazing. But we are out of time again uh, this week. Yeah. Great conversation. Yeah. Good to have a, a dialogue with, this, uh, with you about this. Yeah. Um, it's not so much questions as maybe comments, and, yep. and it's good just to get a little deeper into the mind of Whitman. Come on, and, uh, <laughs> hey man, it could be a scary thing. Try to uh, figure out what's going on in there. Awesome. Thanks again, Tommy. So uh, thank you. Um, we look forward to being back again next week, and uh, especially men's prayer tomorrow morning. So exciting. 6 a.m., men, be there. Yep. Uh, you have a great rest of your week, and... Uh, We'll see you next week. Thanks, Tommy. All right.